We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Well, good morning, everyone. And happy Divine Mercy Sunday. Today is such an awesome day. Uh, it's a joy to, to be able to have Mass and to preach on this day. So you probably know this about me if you've been coming to Lourdes long enough. I'm, I'm kind of a skeptic. It's fitting we have the doubting Thomas today. I'm, I'm a little that way. So I don't know if you're someone who like looks for signs. A lot of people do that, don't they? Maybe, maybe you're one of them. <clears throat> people wonder, you know, Lord, do you want me to go this way or this way? And we say, Lord, I just want a sign. I'll do whatever you want. I just show me which path you want me to choose. When I was uh, in college, there was kind of an acquaintance I knew, and this girl, Mary. And after we graduated from college, there was a famous story about her where she wanted one of those signs. She wanted God. She's like, Lord, I'll do whatever you want. Just let me know. And like most people that age, she was just trying to figure out, you know, am I supposed to be married or am I supposed to go into the convent? What am I supposed to do? And she wanted to get married, but she just didn't seem to be happening at that time. And she was getting frustrated about it. And so there's this famous story where she went into a basilica. I think it was in St. Louis. And she's in this beautiful church and she poured out her heart to God. And she's like, Lord, I'm just, I just don't know what to do anymore. And if you, you know what, I need a sign. If you don't have someone propose to me, I'm going to enter the convent. You know where this is going, right? And so, true story, she walked right outside the basilica and a homeless man proposed to her. And true story. Now, she's married and has five kids. Not with that guy, but with someone else. But, you know, she got her sign and she found her way. Now, was that really a sign from God? I don't know. Did she maybe read into that and it just kind of happened to be a coincidence? I don't know. Uh, I tend to be a little skeptical. I tend to think we can read into things sometimes. But I do want to share with you one of the signs in my life that where I've just seen the hand of God. Uh, I'll never forget one of the most, you know how like a generation, there's a certain generation of, of people who they remember the place they were at when JFK was shot. And some of you, that might be with Columbine. Um, for some reason, that's, it, that one doesn't stick out in my mind as much. But a date I will never forget, and a moment I will never forget, happened on April 2nd of 2005. And I'll never forget it. I was uh, on spring break of my first year in seminary, on Easter break. And... I went on this wild road trip with four other seminarians. It was crazy. One of the guys on there, I won't, won't, we won't, won't leave him nameless, but he was like, if we don't do three holy hours a day, I'm not going. And I was like, I was the bad seminarian. I was like, get out. <laughs> I'm not, I am not doing three holy hours a day. But anyway, we went on this wild road trip with uh, one of the guys. It wasn't the one who said that. It was Father uh, John Neppel, Deacon Darrell's son. And we drove to Minnesota and... On our way back, we were right outside of Sioux City, Iowa, 
on April 2nd of 2005, and news came on the radio that John Paul II had died. I'll never forget that moment. I had never known another pope. I was born in 1980. JP2 was elected pope in 1978. And so it was so strange. I never, I was like, what does it mean to have another pope? Like, and we all loved him so much. My generation of guys in the seminary, like JP2 was everything to us. He was everything it meant to be a Catholic. He was everything it meant to love God. He was so joyful and holy and just loved everyone. And it was just this shocking moment. Now, there's some crazy things about John Paul II. So today is Divine Mercy. And if you don't know this, Divine Mercy specifically is a feast in the Catholic Church because in the 1920s and 30s, Jesus himself started appearing to a nun named Faustina Kowalska in Poland. And she started having mystical visions. And on February 22nd of 1931, Christ appeared to her and he gave her the image of divine mercy, which is at the back of our church above the bleachers. And it's that image of Jesus that has, there's blue rays and red rays coming from his heart. And it's an amazing image. And John Paul II, being Polish himself, he took it upon himself. He had such a connection to Sister Faustina, and he wanted to spread that message of divine mercy all throughout the world. Jesus said this in one of his apparitions. One of the times he appeared to uh, St. Faustina, he said this. He said, I desire that the first Sunday after Easter right, today, I desire that the first Sunday after Easter be the feast of mercy. Ask of my faithful servant that on this day he tell the whole world of my great mercy. Listen to this. This is so powerful. That whoever approaches the fount of life on this day will be granted complete remission of sins and of punishment. Did you hear that? Hear that again. This is such good news. Whoever approaches the fount of life on this day will be granted complete remission of sins and of punishment. Mankind will not have peace until it turns with trust to my mercy. My heart rejoices in this title of mercy. Proclaim that mercy is the greatest attribute of God. All the works of my hands are crowned with mercy. So John Paul II spent much of his life spreading the message of divine mercy. And today's feast day was proclaimed by him. He fulfilled that request of Christ. That today, all over the world, every Catholic church on earth today celebrates the mercy of Jesus Christ. Amazing. St. Faustina Kowalska was made a saint by John Paul II during his pontificate. And he was very close to the feast of divine mercy. And the coolest thing, so this is going back to that sign, 
what is so beautiful and so powerful. So JP2 died on April 2nd of 2005. At seven o'clock in the evening, he slipped into a coma. And his right-hand man, his secretary, Cardinal Jivish, next child, telling you, Jivish, great name. Cardinal Jivish was with him, and he said the moment that John Paul II slipped into a coma, he felt this overwhelming urge inside of him to celebrate Mass for the Pope. And April 2nd was the beginning, he was right in the evening, and it was the beginning of the Feast of Divine Mercy. And John Paul II died at 9 o'clock that night. Man, was that cool. <laughs> so cool. And I am I, skeptical of signs, but not that one. Not that one. It is no coincidence that John Paul II died on the Feast of Divine Mercy. It's no coincidence. John Paul II actually, and then now that he's a saint, he was beatified on Divine Mercy Sunday, and he was canonized a saint on Divine Mercy Sunday. Love that. Love that. Such good news today. Now, when I hear that, you know, if I'm sitting out there, and in my own heart, I think, well, he didn't need divine mercy. He's John Paul II, right? He was like, perfect. The guy who performed miracles all over the place. He was the greatest man of the 20th century. And he was like Peter, who today in our first reading, you know, they, they lay people in the streets just so Peter's shadow can fall on them and they'll be healed. And you might think, well, maybe John Paul II didn't need divine mercy. Well, yes, he did. But I've got great news for you. And, and you know this. Today, I just want to drive home for you the joy, the absolute marvel, and the goodness of God's divine mercy. And you know this. I know you already know it. But I want you to know it to the depths of your soul today. I want you to know it deep down. Right? If someone comes up to you and they say, well, you're a Catholic. Do you guys believe God's merciful? None of you would be like, well, you know, I'm not a th I don't have a theology degree. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, let me check the catechism. I don't know if God's merciful. None of you would do that, right? No one ever calls me. They're like, hey, Father Brian, um, someone is asking me if God's merciful. I don't know what to tell them. What would you say? And I'm like, don't blow it. <laughs> you got to get this right. <laughs> None of you would do that. You know God's merciful. But... In our faith, sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things to let sink in. And if you're anything like me, you might think divine mercy is beautiful, it's wonderful, but maybe it's not for me. Maybe it's for other people. And no, it's not. <laughs> right? The great news of today's joyful glorious day is that divine mercy is for everyone. And I want to read to you from a psalm very similar to the psalm we had today. Today in Mass, we heard Psalm 118, a very similar psalm to Psalm 136. And listen to this. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, 
for his mercy endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. To him alone who does great wonders, for his mercy endures forever. To him who by understanding made the heavens, for his mercy endures forever. To him who spread out the earth upon the waters, for his mercy endures forever. To him who made the great lights, for his mercy endures forever. The sun to rule in the day, for his mercy endures forever. The moon and the stars to rule over the night, for his mercy endures forever. Now I could go on if you want. There's a theme. <laughs> Hope you caught that. That psalm repeats the line, his mercy endures forever, 26 times. And we should marvel at that. Right? Deep down inside of me, there's always this fear that maybe God's mercy is going to run thin with me. Maybe that fountain of mercy that St. Faustina talks about, maybe it's, it's going to run out because after all, Jesus, I'm a priest and I know better. And I just keep falling into the same sins. And I have that fear. Maybe at some point that fountain's going to run dry. But give thanks to the Lord for he is good. For his mercy endures forever. Right? We work that way, don't we? I love telling people the way I work, I'm trying to, one of my sins I'm trying to work on is the way I work, and I've told, if you've been here, you know this. I kind of play the like, you know, the defense that says bend but don't break? Some of you know that. Some of you don't. Most of you are just staring at me like I'm crazy. Okay. But, what, but that's how I work is I'm like, I bend, I bend, I bend, I bend in relationships. And when I break, you're done and I will cut you off, so don't mess with me, all right? Just because I love you as your pastor, don't mess with me. But I do that, and I fear that people will do that with me. They'll, they'll I, I'm a sinner, and I screw up, I screw up, I screw up, and at a certain point, are they going to be done? Brothers and sisters, give thanks to the God of gods, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. He does not grow tired of forgiving you. His mercy does not wear thin. It is an abyss that can swallow all of the sins of the world. And I don't know if there's any single message in the entire world that's better than that. What an amazing message. Now, really quick to tie this to our gospel. Today in the gospel, Jesus breathes on the apostles. And that only happens twice in the Bible. And you should know this by now because I talk about it, I feel like, all the time. Where's the other place God breathes on someone in the Bible? Genesis, good. I know, most people kind of mumble. I would too. Uh, I don't know, God loves us. Uh, in Genesis, when God breathes life into Adam and Eve, he breathes life into them, and he breathes biological life into Adam. Today in our gospel, he breathes spiritual life into the church, 
He breathes on the apostles and he says, receive the Holy Spirit. Whoever sins you forgive are forgiven. The power to forgive sins was given by Jesus Christ on Easter Sunday itself to the first priest of the church. And I've got to just tell you this. If you do not go to confession, you are stupid. I know there's kids. Don't say that word, kids. But if you don't go to confession, you're dumb. Right? Imagine if you had cancer and the cure was next door. Brothers and sisters, the fountain of mercy waits for you in the sacrament of confession. And I know you're scared about it, and I know a lot of you, you're scared that, I don't know, that your sins are worse than other people's. No, they're not. And I know maybe you think, what if the priest doesn't forgive me? Brothers and sisters, right, Jesus bled for you on the cross. His heart was pierced, and out of his heart flowed out a fountain of mercy for the whole world. And it waits for you in the confessional. And if you've been away, there's no reason you should be away. What an amazing thing. What a joyful thing. I want to leave you with this today. And again, this is a quote not from St. John Paul II, not from me, not from Faustina. This is from Christ himself. He says, I am love and mercy itself. Let no soul fear to draw near to me, even though its sins be as scarlet. My mercy is greater than your sins and those of the entire world. I let my sacred heart be pierced with a lance thus opening wide the source of mercy for you. Come then with trust to draw graces from this fountain, right? The fountain of mercy is the heart of Jesus Christ. His heart is an endless fountain of mercy for the whole world. Come then with trust to draw graces from this fountain. The graces of my mercy are drawn by the means of one vessel only, and that vessel is trust. The more a soul trusts, the more it will receive. Brothers and sisters, today is one of those great feast days. Every Sunday is a feast day. Today is one of the best. Today you should go get gelato, right? Today, you should rejoice. You should pray the Divine Mercy Chaplet today. Today is a day where the best possible thing that could ever happen to you has come true. That God's mercy is everlasting, that it is infinite, and it's for you. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you.